Thank you so very much for joining us as we take a look at the book. I'm Jimmy DeYoung. I'm glad that you could take a few moments to be with us. We're going to be studying the book of Ezekiel. If you have never studied the book of Ezekiel, this is one of the great books in God's Word. It's, of course, a very prophetic book. You're going to love the book of Ezekiel and the prophecies contained within it. Today, we're going to look at the prophecy of the PLO, or Esau and the Palestinians. What happened to Esau? What about those people, those Edomites that Esau brought into existence? Well, that's our study for today. From the book of Ezekiel, we're going to chapter 35, so get your Bible ready. This study is from a five-hour audio series on CD entitled Ezekiel, Retribution or Restoration. And that's available to you if you'd like to get your copy. We'll tell you more about that after the study. But right now, let's study about the prophecy of the PLO. Go to chapter 27. Let me show you. Now Isaac is going to say, I'm going to give you a blessing. I'm going to give you a blessing. Here's the blessing. Verse 40. And by thy sword shall thou live, and shall serve thy brother, And it shall come to pass when thou shalt have the dominion that thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. Then his thought was, when my daddy dies, I'll kill Jacob. Now we come to chapter 36. That's the background, chapter 36. Jacob has gone away, spent some time, he comes back into the land, he's married a couple of women, he's got children, he actually had 11 sons of the 12 that he was going to bear, 11 sons born outside of Canaan. Esau is going to have 12 sons, but they're all going to be born inside Canaan, which is modern day Israel. Isn't that ironic? Jacob's boys, who will become the 12 tribes of Israel, or at least 11 of the 12, Benjamin was born at Bethlehem, so he was born in the land, but 11 of the 12 are going to come from outside of the land, and they're going to be called Israel, and they're going to get the promised land. This is where we are in chapter 36. Now these are the generations of Esau, who is Edom. Esau took his wives of the daughters of Canaan, and it goes ahead to explain them. And then verse 5, the last part of verse 5, these are the sons of Esau which were born unto him in the land of Canaan. Verse 6, and Esau took his wives and his sons and his daughters and all the persons of his house and his cattle and all of his beasts and all the substance which he had got in the land of Canaan. And he went into the country from the face of his brother Jacob. Esau is going to have to leave the country. Over in chapter 37, verse 1, it says, and Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. Why did these brothers have to separate? Go back to chapter 36, verse uh, verse 7. For their riches were more than they, they might dwell together, and the land wherein they were strangers could not bear them because of their cattle. Both boys had so many children, so many servants, so much cattle, so much riches that they could not both live in the land of Canaan. Verse 8. Thus dwelt Esau in Mount Seir. Esau is Edom. And now we see the judgment in Ezekiel chapter 35 pronounced against Mount Seir. Mount Seir is Edom. Now, if you have a map in the back of your Bible that shows the land of Israel, or if you can just picture in your mind's eye, 
Let me tell you about the mountain ranges coming from the north to the south. In the north is Mount Hermon. It's 9,300 feet high. That's the highest mountain in Israel. And that is, the, it should say, the Mount Hermon mountain range. It's not only one mountain, but it's a mountain range, okay? That's in the north. Then going south down the Rift Valley, which extends from Syria all the way to uh, Africa, Kenya, Africa, going south down the Rift Valley, then from Mount Hermon you have the Golan Heights. The Golan, that's a mountain range. It is a long, about 63 miles long. The Golan Heights, the word golden is used four times in the Bible. Beshan is the 53 times used in the Bible, is the synonym for Golan. And so that's the Golan Heights, the second mountain range. And then from about the southern tip of the Sea of Galilee, all the way to the northern end of the Dead Sea, you have the mountains of Gilead coming south. You see the Mount Hermon mountain range, the Golden House, and then the mountains of Gilead. And from the top of the Dead Sea to the end, the southern end of the Dead Sea, those would be the mountains of Moab. And from the top, or from, excuse me, from the bottom of the Dead Sea to the Red Sea, that would be the mountains of Edom. You see the five coming down? You have the Mount Hermon mountain range, the Golden Heights, mountains of Gilead, mountains of Moab, and the mountains of Edom. And so where Esau went to live was in the lower third of modern-day Jordan. And he went to a place called Petra. Petra, the impregnable city, 25 square miles. They went in there, and I'll explain what they did living in the land, and it's a part of their judgment. And so that's where Esau goes to live. Let me take now a little bit of time to trace through the Bible Esau and his descendants. Before we leave chapter 36, let me show you the first one. Look at verse 12. And Timnah was concubine to Eliphaz, Esau's son, and she bare to Eliphaz Amalek. And so Amalek was a grandson of Esau. Amalek was the father of the Amalekites. Go to chapter 17 of the book of, Ezekiel, uh, of Exodus. 17th chapter of the book of Exodus, the next book in your Bible. You know that chapter 12 of the book of Exodus is the Passover. Put the blood on the doorpost, and when the death angel comes, he will pass over. And the children of Israel, after 430 years, are going to be able to escape the Egyptian bondage, and Moses will take them into the promised land. They come out of Egypt, they cross the Red Sea, they start moving toward the promised land. For one year, they're going to wander around before they get to Mount Sinai. On the way to Mount Sinai, they come to a place called Rephidim. Go to verse 8 of chapter 17 of Exodus. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. You know the story. Look here just a second. Here's Moses standing up there with the rod of God in his hand. In the valley below them, there are the Amalekites and there are the Israelites. And they're fighting each other. And as long as Moses holds his arms up with his rod and his gun in his hand, the Israelites are winning. When he gets tired and he, he drops his arms down, the Israelites start to lose to the Amalekites. He picks them up and they start to win again. And so Aaron and Hur hold his arms up and the Israelites are victorious over the Amalekites. Amalekites. And then God says, Moses, write something down. First time anybody's ever told to write anything down, look at verse 14. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book 
and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. Verse 16, here's the reason to write it. For he said, because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Moses writes down, there will be war between the Israelites and the Amalekites throughout all generations. Go to chapter 15, 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 15. 1 Samuel 15. 1 Samuel chapter 15, we now have moved into the period of the first king of Israel. You remember the three kings, the first three kings? The way you can remember their order is by the syllables in their name. Saul, one syllable, he was the first king. David, two syllables, he was the second king. Solomon, three syllables, he's the third king. 1 Samuel, Saul. 2 Samuel, David. 1 Kings, Solomon. 2 Kings, the, two, the tribes are divided into two different parts. And so now you have a history of how 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel unfold. Let's look at the first king, Saul, chapter 15, 1 Samuel. Thank you so very much for taking a few moments to study the Word of God with us. It's always a joy for me to gather around the Word of God and look at the prophetic passages, passages that help us understand current events in light of biblical prophecy. And as we come to that understanding, I'm convinced for myself, and I'm sure you probably feel the exact same way, we are quickly approaching the time when Jesus Christ is going to come back. That's what we glean from our study of God's prophetic word. Well, again, thank you. If you'd like to have your own copy of Ezekiel, Retribution or Restoration, a five-hour audio series on CD from the book of Ezekiel, we study the entire book, you can call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. Toll-free from across America. Call up and the people will help you here at Prophecy Today to make your order of this five-hour audio series on CD. Again, it's Ezekiel, Retribution or Restoration. By the way, you can go to our website and make your order as well. The website address, prophecytoday.com. Now, thank you so very much again for joining us. I'm sure that our study today gives us evidence we're quickly approaching the time of the return of Jesus Christ. He will shout, the archangel will shout, the trumpet of God will sound. And dear friend, if you know Christ as your Lord and Savior, you and I will be caught up together to meet him in the air. Boy, with that truth, nothing left for me to say on this little time together with you, except let's keep looking up until...